The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I've been wanting to do that for a very long time, like my whole life. Uh, this is just such uh, an exciting opportunity for me. Uh, I'm sitting in the studio. There's mics everywhere. I mean, I, f- I feel like I should be a rapper or something, or maybe I'd be a singer or something. This is this is awesome. Uh, welcome to my show, Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry, and uh, I first and foremost want to uh, thank... Uh, Voice America uh, and Ray Ellis and uh, uh, Jeff uh, for giving me an opportunity to put put this show together and and it's just been this is a dream come true for me and uh, I want to thank everybody out there that's listening this is uh, I'm so excited I could pee my pants I'm not I'm not going to but I I feel like I feel like I could pee my pants of course my guests probably wouldn't appreciate that but man this is uh this is really really exciting so uh, i i wanted to start out uh giving you a little bit of background about myself um you know i was uh you know not born and raised in uh, for the, for those of you that, that that don't know me uh you know i was i was raised in phoenix arizona uh, i played pop warner i played little league there i went to tempe high school um you know i later went on and played college ball at uh, northwestern university uh, we had some great years there, and then I got an opportunity to uh, to be drafted uh, by the Chicago Bears, and uh, you know I was I was in the NFL <laughs> I was in the NFL probably long enough to have like a a, a plate of nachos, but uh, it was, was short lived. But it was a great experience. I learned a lot. I grew up fast, and uh, I want to give a quick um, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to. Uh, my home state of, of Arizona and all my friends in Chicago and all my friends in Philadelphia, I, I, I couldn't thank you guys all enough for the support and the love. And um, hopefully, you know, this show will reflect that and, and always be uh, a representative of that. So let's let's uh, let's get on with the show uh, today. I am I am honored, absolutely, extremely honored to have as my first guest, which I think is very fitting, uh, a guy that uh, really helped mold me as uh, a football player and as a young man. And um, he uh, uh, really taught me a lot about life, uh, taught me a lot about uh, being me 
and uh, the work ethic and the discipline. And uh, so today I'm, I'm, I'm joined with uh, my man and, and one of my good friends and, and someone I consider like a father figure to me, uh, Tim McBurney. Tim, I, I, I can't thank you enough for being on, on my show for the first time. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Darnell. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about football, which is a passion of mine, and uh, Voice America for this opportunity and support of uh, football in the state of Arizona. Absolutely. So, 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 Coach, now I, I know a lot about your background, but there's a lot of people that are listening that may not know, um, you know, how you started, where you, you know, how, how you got started, where you began, uh, the course of your career. So, uh, I, I know that you ended up at Tempe High. You're, you're a Hall of Fame. You're a legend, you're a legend in, in the city of Tempe. But I, I want you to, you know, sort of give us a little background, sort of a walk us through how you started and, 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 and give us, give us a little bit about your background. Well, I went to school at Tempe High and uh, tore my knees out in uh, youth football and then my sophomore year. Uh, we didn't have insurance and we didn't have availability to get surgery, so uh, I was basically done playing football. So oh, wow. ran track uh, junior and senior year, uh, scholarship at Mace Community and then on to ASU and ran over there. But my passion was always football, and right. it was just um, probably the positive thing about getting the injury was I was 4F during the uh, draft when they did the lottery so I didn't have to go to Vietnam because I didn't I failed the physical right but I went back and coached uh, when I was student teaching in 1970 under Alan Benedict and coached uh, peewee football as a volunteer and then my first year I did freshman football as a teacher mm-hmm. and then uh, Jim Lambeth brought me up to the varsity in 1972 Wow, and I, I coached with him and Jim Murphy and Glenn Alford, and again with Jim Murphy as an assistant, and then got the head job in 1990 at Tempe High. Wow, and been the head coach, and then till 2001, and then I went to Basha High School in right. 2002, and stayed there till 2009. Well, yeah, you're you're back to Tempe High now, right? You're yeah, as an assistant under there. Brian Walker and uh, Mark Isis uh, uh, is. Great principal over there, and I, I think this is uh, something that we're trying to do to get Tempe High back on the map. Absolutely. I mean, I, I got to tell you, it's it's been it was really exciting because you know it's been a couple of years since I've been back, and uh, you know when I came back to not see because for me Tempe High is Tim McBurney, and hopefully you know I, and I and I see a lot of promise in Brian, but for me Tempe High was always Tim McBurney, and so when I went back, it sort of felt a little fish out of water because you know my head coach wasn't there, so um, it's it's exciting for me to come back and be an alumni at Tempe High to see. You know, you back there, and hopefully get back to the uh, winning traditions. And, and you guys, you guys won the state championship, like in, in 1996. Right? We were state champs. Okay. As an assistant, we were uh, co-state champs in 1989, and then we were in the semis twice. Right. Uh, during that time span from the 90s to 2001. Now, so you've been coaching for over like 40 years. Yes. Can, can you tell me some of the some of the more exciting moments of your career, like uh, memorable plays, memorable games. I mean, I'm sure there's there's hundreds of games, but I mean, can you tell? Can you give us one or two memorable plays, memorable games that you had that you just said, you know, wow, as a coach, that really. Well, I, you know, I think uh, 1980, uh, we played McClintock at our place, and McClintock was up, I think, 30 to uh, seven at halftime. And Jimmy Williams was uh, at Tempe High at the time, and he was an All-Stater. 
and played at ASU and uh, just a great young man and a great leader and brought us back and we won the game 33 to 30 and it was a real exciting uh, great game and then playing Mountain View in the first round of the playoffs and what they used to have is a Colorado playoff. Okay. We were up uh, 27 to 3 going into the fourth quarter. They came back, tied the game, uh, put it into overtime. We won in overtime, and Ricky Carrius broke like a 50 yard run. So those were two pretty exciting moments. But over a span of 40 years, uh, I could go on for a long time. There was a, <laughs> a lot of great games. I think uh, one of the greatest experiences, and the reason I went to Basha, was to be able to coach my sons. Oh yeah, uh, it was the greatest opportunity. I wouldn't give that up for anything. And I got, I got to say, I got sorry to be interrupt, but I got to say that you know, I remember those kids when they were they were both water boys and yes. little kids. I mean, the balls were bigger than they were, and they were running around. And you know, to see them all grown up now and and grown, it's 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 absolutely. In fact, they're coaching with me at Tempe High. That's now. awesome. So That's got to be a great just experience. Just increases. Uh, opportunity and a great experience that's you know it's uh, i'm glad you brought up uh you know your sons and coaching them because you know there's been a lot of uh you know recently we've there's been a lot of talk about uh you know youth football and and you know the the injuries and being young and and parents getting involved saying you know should we when should we start our kids for playing football a lot of kids are nervous you know should we you know should we wait till they get to high school should we wait till they get to junior high um is it too early for them to play um you know i'm worried about him getting injured uh what is, what is your what is your take on that how do you how do you how do you rationalize that well, I, I think youth football participation in the last 15 years has doubled in America. And part of that is because they're starting the very young kids with flag football. Right. And it's organized flag football. I think that's that's great to stay away from the competitive tackling football. And then they, as they grow older, they, they teach them uh, the techniques. And, and most of the youth football teams do a great job. The thing that I, I'm concerned about is focusing at a young age on one sport. Right, and they overcondition and overwork those muscles and ligaments and tendons in that one sport year round from right. the age of maybe eight, nine, ten years old on. Right, and that's where I think the the possibility of injuries. Old school is you used to play three sports. Right, you know. Right, all the way up through high school and maybe your senior year concentrate on two. But uh, more and more, it seems like we're just getting to the point of playing one sport just getting isolated and you know making it a year-round thing because you know you know growing up here i I, my earliest football experiences were when my brother was playing at at corona and i was playing on the side fields when they were playing their game at halftime i'd go down and play on side fields and i think you know my experience is playing with the bigger older kids i mean of course it wasn't organized or anything like that it was a sort of a you know, hodgepodge of kids running all over. Yeah, exactly. Satellite football, people throwing. You know, and I got I got knocked out out there. I mean, (laughs) these big kids were not taking it easy. I mean, I felt like those were the times when I really learned, you know, the toughness. You know, when before I could join little league. But it's my contention that I think that the kids should start early because I feel like if they learn early, they understand the principles and understand the fundamentals early on. That I think that would alleviate, assuming that the coaches care about the kids and doing the right things by the kids. I think that that would alleviate, um, the, I wouldn't say alleviate, maybe cut down on the opportunity well, for them to get injured. as long as they're teaching correct know? fundamentals. Right, exactly. And they're not getting a personal trainer at the age of eight that is focusing on one sport and one type of conditioning 
year round. Right. I think that's going to give them the avenue to play other sports and and to do other things as they're growing older to find something that they feel they're going to have success at. So as so as a player, so as a coach, dad. I mean, you you've coached for a long time, and your boys basically grew up in that. I mean, was there uh, a sense that you know, because a lot of people would look at you and say, "Well, you probably forced your kids to play football." I mean, because you know, you're the coach. You know, they you know. The only thing I told them when they were in high school: if you play a sport, you don't have to work. And if you <laughs> don't, <laughs> I wish I would have had that program. <laughs> you, ha- you have to get a job. And so the, both of them did three sports uh, for at least half a high school and two from then on out. So I. You know, it's an old school type of theory, but uh, as long as they were involved in the school, and I think it's a great thing, and I gave them the option. I did not push them into football. Right. I gave them the option to choose football, but I tried to encourage them to play some sport. Right, right. And, and to get active in the school that they're involved in. Because I, I, I tend to think that the other sports that you're involved with also help assist the football, your football abilities. You exactly. know, if you're playing baseball, it's hand-eye coordination. If you're playing basketball, it's running track, running track, running four hundred. <laughs> I knew you was gonna bring that up, man. I gotta tell you guys, this this man used to work me to death. <laughs> he used to absolutely, positively work me to death from from freshman year all the way through to my senior year. No matter how well I thought I was doing, no matter how good I thought I was, uh, this man never let me. Never even showed it, not one time, not once, and I and I credit him for that because I, I you know, we always we always joke when we get together because we, we talk about track, and I was a sprinter, and so, you know, we go to these little small, tri- you know, the triangular meets, and we've got the meet basically won. I mean, I've run all my events, I've done two or three, and I'm, you know, in the stands hanging out, just relaxing, and with straight face, he just turned to me and go. You're running the 400 today. Oh, come on! I'm so pissed, just all upset, just up in arms. Why do I got to do this? This is ridiculous. And it, it didn't say a word. I just knew I had to go and do what I had to do. So I went down, run the 400. It hurt like hell, but you know, in the end, you know, my senior year, it all paid off for me. And and I, I you know, looking back on it, obviously, I, I appreciated it. Yeah, his senior year, he was a state champ in the 100 and the 200. Oh, see, I let you and he that set on. the state meet record <laughs> in the 200-meter dash that still exists today. Wow. And just so you know, my both my sons ran the 400 and didn't like it. <laughs> so I was out of love. Darling. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, the other story, you know, it wasn't for me, you know, with this man. It wasn't just about all the sports because I played football and then I took that, you know, my freshman year, I played a little bit of basketball. I was no good at that. Um, my sophomore year, I wrestled a little bit, which I was even worse at that. Uh, my senior, and, my junior and senior, I basically focused on you know football and track, and I felt like one helped the other. Uh, and it was, uh, but but aside from all that, because you know uh, Coach Mack was my coach for both track and football. You know, I also took class with him, and I always had, I was always in class with him. And I, I always tell the story with him is that. You know what? Actually, I'm going to hold that story until we take a break because because okay. I think it's I think it's uh, definitely worth uh, worth talking about. Voice America, Darnell Autry, OTS. We'll be back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a 
long shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on the Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh I got a special treat for you guys. Um, you know, we have uh, Gil Tyree actually called in to the show. Um, Gil, is that you? You there? No, I'm here. You're the man, uh, Gil. I'm, I'm here. I, you know what? I, I'm so excited for this opportunity, and I know you have a show on, on Voice America as well, and I was well, excited well, just to be a all, part of the... Welcome, let me welcome you uh, to the Voice America family. And, Thank you and, kindly. And I mean this, and I told you this yesterday when we uh, were talking to Ray Ellis, the Outstanding Program Director. There's no finer individual than, than Darnell Autry. Uh-huh. And, and like I said, the man who was responsible for putting you in a position to succeed and ultimately, you know, going on to Northwestern Absolutely. and telling people today that, you know, uh, and, and I think Coach McBurney knows this, that, you know, college game day, the ESPN, one of the first things they did when they first started was promote Darnell for the Heisman. Okay. Right. And uh, and and promote you in terms of you know pushing you and putting you in a conversation for the Heisman Trophy. Do you but, remember that? You know, I I really don't. I really was uh, I was a bit surprised uh, to be honest to to be even honored in in such a way. I mean, I, I just I I felt like I just 
I was just honored. I didn't know what to say. I didn't well, know. You, 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 I'm going to tell you something. You don't need to be honored. You're humbled as all get up. And like I said, you go out to Hollywood and you, you're acting and all of that. And, and now you're here and, and, you, and I got some time to spend with your great coach. And like I said, I can't thank him enough for the great years that he had at Tempe High. I was thinking about this today, coach. I was thinking about Mr. Mortensen. I can call him Mr. Mortensen now because you made him a man. And Justin Taplin, and Justin Taplin who followed up Darnell. Okay. And the tradition just went on and on and on and on. And like I said, uh, you know, Tempe was those years with the Buffs and, and, and clearly uh, to put the uh, Tempe uh, football program on the map, the two people, you know, responsible for the tradition and what came after that, the legacy, I, I, I had a privilege and honor to talk to him right now, in addition to all the great people. But what uh, you did, Gil, Buff family. what you did for the state of Arizona high school football, Absolutely. Gil, is, is just outstanding. Absolutely. We, uh, this state misses you, and high school football misses you. Well, I, I miss the state, and, and I will tell you this. Tomorrow here in, in, uh, in Georgia, we kick off the Georgia high school uh, football season with the Corky Kell Classic, and I'll be doing a play-by-play for two of those games, and everybody can listen and watch on gpb.org. You can, we'll be streaming it on live. Fantastic. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you something. It's a, it, and, 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 and Darnell, this tells you how old, you know, we're getting, okay? Right. I'm going to tell you how old you've got. In this ball game tonight, uh, tomorrow, coach, you got Steve Atwater's two kids. Come on. Okay. You got Joe Horn's three kids. Come on. Okay. And Ray Buchanan's son will make a commitment, uh, tomorrow. Uh, he's either going to, uh, Mississippi State or he's going to, uh, the Ole Miss, or, and there's one other school, but he's going to commit live. So that tells you the evolution of this game. Oh, wow. And where we've gone in terms of the legacy of the kids, uh. of the kids that I covered. Okay, and not only that, but Darnell, guys that you played with. Damn it, Gil, now you just made me old. Damn it. I was just feeling good about being 35. Now I feel old. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Gil, man, again, I can't thank you enough again. We, We were talking, I was talking to Ray Ellis earlier. We were talking to him yesterday, and we were talking about stories about uh, Ray was talking about a guy who was a, a sports announcer in his hometown and he said you know I always wanted that sports announcer to say his name and he felt like if that sports announcer said his name that he could make it that he would actually have a chance and uh, you know you're 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 that guy for me and, and I knew that you know if if I could get you to, to, to cover me to say something positive about me that I, I'd have a shot and well, I can't made, thank you, you enough you, you made us proud now, and, and, and I'll say this to you and, and and I'll say this with Coach, you know, I'll, I'll never forget one time when we came out there, we brought the helicopter out there. Yeah. And, you know, we had skylights every Friday night. I'll never forget this. And I did my stand-up on the field. Right. And the team, and I had just torn up my knee, and the guys came out and almost ran me over. <laughs> and that, that made it on World, on, on America's Funniest Videos. Uh, of course it and did. And Darnell on the other side, you know. I, I mean, yeah, you had a great game that night. You, hey. you had a great game that night. Well, Gil, I'll, we I'll are Buffaloes, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we pull that out, you know, Truly. we pull that out once in a while. But like I said, I, I and I mean this to the core of, of who you are. I, I can't tell you how much I'm so proud of you. And, and it was an honor and a privilege to, to not only say every single night, you know, when Northwestern did something well, it was always Tempe High, former Tempe High, former Tempe High buff, you know, and I mean it's Darnell Autry. In addition to that, some of the other kids who, who came out of there. And, uh, and like I said, to see you where you are now and being a part, uh, the Voice America family uh, is, is just is unbelievable, and we are very, very fortunate 
Thank to you, have Bill. You. And I told you, the sky's the limit for you. And I mean this. Coach McBurney, you listen to me. I said this. This kid has a great opportunity to be on NFL Network. He can go national. Well, let's make it happen then. Don't and be afraid of it. Embrace it. Let's do this. The, sky, the sky's the limit, and I'm going to pour everything I got in him. Uh, you're the you man. Know, to make sure that he, he pursues his dream. And, and like I said, I, I miss everybody in Arizona. There's not a day that goes by when I don't think about the, the people who, who are really, the, the, I mean, part of me. Okay, part of me, and I will be forever indebted to them uh, for what they did for me and, and my family. And more importantly, like I said, Arizona's always home, always will be. And uh, when I'm dead and gone, that's where I'm going to be. So. Oh, <laughs> we really appreciate it, man. Thank you very, right. very much for being Let's on the care. show. You guys have a great show. Coach McBurney, like I said, I want to see, I, I, I want to hear your head coach now. You know? <laughs> well, it's I great to hear your voice, Gil. Your head coach. Okay. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Gil. All right. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, uh, Gil, <laughs> Gil Tyree is, is a legend. He's a, is award-winning sports announcer and, uh, he really did change the face of, uh, um, you know, high school sports here in Arizona. I mean, I've interviewed with him when I was in high school. I've interviewed with him when I was in college and I actually had an opportunity to interview with him uh, when I was uh, eating my nachos in the, in the pros. So uh, I, I thank you very much for, for making an appearance and making this show really, really special. So thank you very much again, Gil. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Words can't express. Uh, so before the break, we were talking... And I wanted to tell a story, uh, and it's it's one of those like it's a testament to to how Coach McBurney saw things and how he how he treated everybody. I mean, it was nobody was treated any differently. He worked everybody the exact same, and that is worked them to death. Uh, and and so my senior year, uh, you know, I had, I had committed to to Northwestern, and and I was you know I had some classes, and I was doing really well, and uh, I got I was. You know, I felt I felt really good. I was excited. Yeah, he's putting his head down now because he knows what's coming. So, so I'm excited. I'm I'm so you know, I, the year's ending. I'm about to be a Northwestern YA. I <laughs> put his glasses on. No, so I'm excited. That, you know, the year's ending. I'm I, I get my report card because you know I'm I'm I know I crushed it that that quarter. I know I did straight A's easy easy. I had like three PE, so it would be next to impossible to imagine that I would not have straight A's. Do you know that I looked at my report card and I had all A's and one B? And do you know who gave me that B? This man that's sitting in this studio. And I was so mad. I was like, no, you didn't. What? So I had I had to talk to him. I mean, I was like, look, I, it, was, it, it irked me. I was frustrated. I, I was like, I, I played football for you for three years. I ran track with you for four years. What? What is going on? I know I was like in the 89 or something. I was right 89.5 or something like that. It don't round up or nothing. And I went in there and I was like, coach, so, um, yeah, uh, uh, the report card, right? You, you, I know you've seen it. Uh, so I had all A's and, uh, yeah, I couldn't help but notice this B. Um, what's up with that? And, he, without even looking up, it, <laughs> I'll never forget this. He said, you earned the B. I was like, oh, wow. Wait a minute. 89.6 or 7 or whatever it was. I'm like, I earned a B. That's that. That's what you got. That's the best you can give me. That's it. That's all. That's, that's all. I was so upset. But that's 
that's Coach Bernie. That's the way he you earned what you got. I mean, he wasn't going to give me an A just because I played football for him for three years and I ran track for him for four years or because I was going to college or because I felt like I was on top of my game and about to about to make the make the move of a lifetime. It, that was him. You that's that's Coach McBurney. And and I, again, for that, I I thank you for it. I disliked you a lot for a lot of it, but I knew that you were really shaping it and really making a difference for me and so well uh, i can't believe it was an 89.5 I, I you know it was you know come on <laughs> I, I you know it was 88.5 oh okay but 88 it, one of the things it was a quarter grade and that's two-fifths of your semester grade and so i knew that, that that if you got an a the next one and got an a on the final that he would get an a for the semester and that's what transfers not mm, the quarter grade yeah, so yeah, there was a little yeah, thought behind yeah. that i knew he had to have great grades to continue to qualify to get into northwestern which is a great academic school well yeah again i at the time i thought i was pissed i thought she was a huge jerk but then but now i get it i appreciated it and uh you know i, I love that story because again it is really um indicative of the of your personality and how you treated us with respect and i and i carried that my whole career um so but what i want to talk about now and there's a, been a lot of uh, uh, media coverage about um, heat exhaustion and and kids in high school, um, you know, dying uh, for the overworked or they're not hydrated properly or uh, there's a whole variety of different things that the media is coming out with saying, well, you know, this coach pushed them too hard or they didn't have enough water when they needed it or you know the temperature was too hot so the kids shouldn't have been out in the field at the time that they were out um, and. I never really heard growing up of of many kids in in Arizona having or us having these kinds of issues, um, and so I was hoping that maybe you could shed some light on it for us because I mean in Arizona it's like four thousand degrees in summer. I mean like I remember some terrible terrible practices where you're full dressed and it's four hundred and fifty thousand degrees outside. I'm sweating like I. <laughs> and, and and it it's a dry heat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, oh, it's 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 a dry heat. It's still 137. Uh, but I, I was wondering if you could if, if you could shed some light on on what you know about it as a, as a head coach and how you handle it. I, well, I mean, I mean, one of the things we've got full time trainers now, and and there are some schools that are uh, checking kids' weight before and after practice to make sure that they're not losing too much body weight during practice. We're talking about hydration throughout the day, not just at practice, but we're water breaks throughout the practice. About every 20 minutes we give a break for water. Kids can get water whenever they need it. And when I was young uh, and, and playing football, we used to give salt tablets and there wasn't any water and there wasn't very many kids going down uh, through heat exhaustion. So you know, part of it is mental toughness, but part of it is being educated. And I think the state, from youth football to high school football, is very educated. And we've had a great track record here in Arizona for the most part. And we continue to need to improve on that. And and you said that obviously in the south and in the northeast, there's that humidity. That and a higher humidity just, is so tough. Yeah, it definitely, definitely changed. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, so, all right, well, we're going to take another break. Um, and next when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, high school recruiting and a little bit of college recruiting and, and, and see, you know, get Coach McBurney's uh, perspective on it. So, uh, Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS, we'll be back. 
Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Sheila. Actually, I don't even know the lady's name, but it sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think her name is Sheila, but uh, anyway, I've never met her. Anyway, uh, we're we're back with uh, Coach Tim McBurney, um, and, and you know, I wanted to cover some things that he's working on right now. He's uh, him and a few other coaches uh, started the uh, Arizona Football Coaches Association, and I, and I want Coach Mack if you could shed some light on that and what it's about and how people can get involved and what the purpose is. I mean, if, if you could just let us know. Well, this was started back in 2001, and the formation of it was initially Larry Feckenheyer and Donnie Yantes and Mike Brown and myself basically got together and, and just said we needed a football association so we could uh, have clinics and, and, and put it on an all-star game that uh, was quality and uh, – we have since uh, passed it on. We have a director now, that uh, Lee Brush, who does a great job organizing the All-Star Game and, and again, uh, the clinic. Uh, 
and now we're at a mentorship program, and we've got combines that are ran through our association. And so there, we're, I think the more that we get involved with just not high school sports, because youth football can become a member, as well as the junior college coaches and college coaches. So this is something for the state of Arizona to improve football uh, across the board from uh, Division one all the way to Division so is, so essentially, we, when we talked about it, we, I mean, we've discussed it uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, it's you guys hold combines, right, for kids that may or may not be that the kids that that are not maybe Division One, and it's just an opportunity for the NAIA schools and the small schools to be able to go in and be involved and well, get the to know these kids. Well, the day we select our all-star so, teams and right. we select our all-state teams. We also have a recruiting fair for D2, D3, and NEIA. Oh, and that's those awesome. coaches, we had 39 coaches come in from out of state last year to recruit kids in the state of Arizona. Because awesome. our, our kids, and this was a problem back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the players here in Arizona, ASU, U of A, and NAU, are their only options other than JC. Right. There's a lot of D2s, D3s, and NAIA schools, so if a kid is not going to be at the a level of a D1 and be offered a scholarship, and he has a passion to play football and get an education. Right. There's some great opportunities out there outside of the state of Arizona. Right now, so now is there a website or? A, is there yes, a it's uh, let's.org is what Lee Brush runs, and then the website for is AZFCA. Okay, so AZFCA.com.com, dot com, and then people can go on there, and you've got and they can get all kinds of information on every program that we're running. Now, now, how long ago how long have you guys been doing? Two thousand one is when we started. Two thousand one, and has it been growing? I mean, it, I mean, do you, are you guys fundraising? How do you guys? How well, do you guys you fund know, this? Each school has to pay for the clinic. Okay, and it's really membership. The clinic is free, but it seems like we're paying for the clinic. But each school becomes a member. When they become a member, then their players can play on the all-star team. And an example this year, we had a 4A, 5A, and a 1A to 3A all-star game. And then we had an all-star game versus Southern California this year. Oh, wow. And that was a a first time, and and Lee did a great job of organizing this and setting this up. And um, it was was just a great opportunity for the first ever all-star game versus Southern Cal. Now, how do you guys guys get the coaches for these all-star games? I mean, it's... Uh, Right now, uh, you know, Southern California selected all the retired coaches. Here in Arizona, uh, we selected current uh, coaches that were members of the AZFCA and were officers. Right. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I'd, I'd never heard of that. How do, how do, I think the most important question everybody's listening going, how do we do? Did we got we, we got beat. It was, oh, uh, nuts. But it was uh, a great first half, and then uh, – they uh, and one of the problems with, with this All Star Game being in June mm-hmm. was all of our D ones that are had signed scholarships ah, yes. were denied availability. So to you're play saying in this we game. were handicapped? Is that well, what you're but saying? Southern you're Cal had the same issue. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, you know, so mm. I can't say that. But if you look at numbers in Southern Cal, they they triple or quadruple our population here in all of Arizona, but. That was no excuse. Uh, our kids played a great game for the first half, and, and it was just got wore down. Right. It was just a numbers game. But uh, I think this is a first one, and it's just a great start to uh, a tradition. Now, are we thinking that maybe we could do something maybe with some Texas schools? Maybe Well, we're going to get keep this with going some... with Southern Cal first. Yeah, I think they're going to come a... here again next year. Right. That's awesome. That's great. So, And then if you want to get involved in, in – 
again, you just go back to the, the website. The yeah, and Jeff Bowen is the current president of the AZFCA, and he's doing a good job. He's the head coach at Westview High School. Okay, so that's, uh, again, was the, the website, it's AZ... F... AZFCA.com? Yes. Okay, fantastic. So write it down, folks, if you want to get involved. You're a, um, you're a high schooler and, uh, you, you know, Again, not everybody. Not everybody's going to Division One. That's that's facts. That's just the way it works out. But at the same time, there's plenty of opportunities out there to continue to play. Well, both my sons went to Adam State and played in uh, Colorado in a Division Two and at a great football conference. And uh, you know, my oldest son graduated from Adam State, and and uh, younger ones got about a year and a half left. And and uh, both of them played football up there. And if you got a passion for the game, you can keep playing football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, the key is you got to have the grades. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I think that's the other part of it is that, I, yeah, not everybody's going to go to Division One. That's that's facts. But where do the kids go that aren't? And I think that's part of the mission of why you guys started what you started to be able to help those kids out. Because if they're on their own, they got to go out and try to find a university that may be interested. I remember there was, you know, when I was in college, hearing stories of kids that were trying to send their own tapes to different schools. And, and you know, I don't think that the obviously the smaller schools have the kind of funding that the bigger schools have to be yes. able to, to travel and scout and, you know, find quality talent. So it's nice to have this program where you could go all to one area, one section, and see all of the best of best of Tempe, of, you know, best of Phoenix, Freudian slip, best of best of Tempe. But, uh you know the best of all of Arizona, so I think that's I think that's great, uh, you know, and that leads me to another topic that we talked about briefly, and that's sort of the open enrollment uh, uh, in high school and the high school recruiting. Um, that when I was in school, I didn't realize that it was open enrollment. You know, I felt like you know. It, when I was growing up, I was always going to be a Buffalo. That was my, I played Little League through Twisters and Buffs and Bucks and, um, uh, Buffs, Bucks and Bulls. And then that was, I was going to be a Tempe High Buffalo. That was, that was my path. That's just what I always assumed it would be. And it didn't, see, and I didn't realize that it was open enrollment, that I could have attended another school, you know, had my parents been able to, to drive me there. And so, when I'm learning about this, it becomes, it seems like it's becoming more and more prevalent now as, I guess, parents are saying, well, I want my kid to go to a great program. I want to go, I want my kid to go to a program where other kids have been, went division one. And so I want my kid to have that opportunity. So what is your, what is your take on that? I mean, I, I, well, the open enrollment is really parent driven. I, I don't think when we say the word recruiting, I don't, I'm, we're not, a, I'm not saying that coaches are out there recruiting. Right. Uh, their program, their success of their program recruits kids. I got you. With a, a, a parent-driven high knowledge of the Internet and the websites and the information that is out there now, parents want their sons, daughters, in any sport to play on successful teams. Right. And so those teams are actually benefiting from open enrollment. I know we proposed through our coaches to have – any student that open enrolled out of eighth grade to their freshman year, if they did not go to their home school, they would sit out a year. Now, that ah. was only uh, voted on by our coaches association uh, in favor of 62%. So we did not even propose that to the AIA right. as a rule right, right, for them right. to vote on it. So that's uh, just something that has concerned some of our coaches and some of us benefit from the open enrollment. I'm sure all of us feel like we do, but uh, 
we we propose that if you open enrolled and didn't go to your home school, you set out your freshman year. Right, because I mean, I would imagine that you know if you're successful, and you know, I guess it's no different than college recruiting, right? I mean, if you win, you get the better recruits because they want to go there and they want to win. They right. want to win state championships. And you, they want to go to the college. They that aren't successful don't have those players, and so they never get to the chance to be successful. Right. And right, that's right. the state we're in right now. I know also kids that transfer that are in high school, uh, we tried to propose the Georgia rule, which in Georgia you have to move your domicile 75 miles or you sit out the next year. Oh, if wow. You don't, Move your domicile 75 miles. You cannot play, and it would be investigated by their state association to whether or not you move, not self-reporting like this state is. Wow, like, I mean, it's 75 miles away from Phoenix. And we only had 65% of our coaches that were in favor of that. Right. It was 75 miles in Arizona, but basically in the middle of the desert somewhere. Well, you'd have to move from the <laughs> west side of Phoenix no. to the East Valley. Right, Exactly. But the state association would declare whether that student was eligible. I got not you. Not the school. I got you. You know what? I'm going to actually take a call here. Uh, uh, I got my brother that actually called in. Uh, can I, Byron, are you there? I'm here. What's going on, my man? What's going on, Daddy? <laughs> how you doing, Byron? Coach McBurney, how you doing, sir? Good. How you doing? Good. Oh, oh, now you want to talk proper to Coach McBurney, huh? You want to give me <laughs> what's going on and how you doing, sir, to Coach McBurney? Oh, Okay. <laughs> What's going on, my man? Nothing much. Like I said, I was listening to what you guys were saying about, you know, open enrollment and things like that. And like I said, I just tuned in. And uh, I think there's another avenue, you know, also available in Arizona for all these seniors, no matter if you're in charter school or private school, that there are over thousands of high school senior football players that at the end of their senior year, they have to retire. And because there's no other, like you said, most of them aren't going to go Division One, and, and the majority of these kids aren't going to be able to, you know, play football in college. Right. So, you know, for me, you know, right now, when I, I graduated from Corona, I went to uh, SCC because that was my only avenue. Right. And some of these local kids don't even have an opportunity to go to a JC. So what we've done is uh, I've been a part with the Arizona Football League, the AZFL. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. I'm the owner of the Paradise Valley Crusaders, and we've been in that league for 17 years. And what we do is we provide an avenue for all kids across the valley in the Arizona Football League to continue that, that desire to play football. It's 11-man football, full contact. You get to put the pads on again. And, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's 12 teams across the valley, and it gives these guys a chance to continue playing football for no matter if you high school or, you know, charter school or private school. And, you know, so we're with the Crusaders, and it just – it's a shame that so many players of football, high school kids, don't get an opportunity to continue playing football. Absolutely, and and, and you know what, Byron? I, I, as you know, I, we, I've been to those games, and they're they're entertaining. I mean, again, if you if you want to still play, and you still want to, you still got that bug in you, and you still you know think that you you know that you <laughs> your high school coach screwed you, and you you think you should be an all star, and you want to play still, and uh, it's a great it, it it really really is a great league, and and Byron, I think you do a great job of running that. I think that's that's uh that's awesome. And how how do, how do people get information on that, Byron? You can go to azfl.com. Okay. And like I said, all the teams are listed right there. You can go on and register and, and things like that. And, you know, and even females, you know, my wife, Lynn, she played in the league as well. So it's not just for guys. You know, my wife played in the league as well. And like I said, you can go to azfl.com or PV, pvcrusaders.com and like I said, you know, and go from there. And like I said, we've got, uh, we also try and get guys into college, into SCC and into, you know, Division One schools. And like I said, Deuce Latouille played in our league and right. got picked up by U.S. Uh, USC, and then went on to the Cardinals. 
Oh, interesting. And then Sia Burley, you know, for the Rattlers, he played in our league as well. And, you know, from our team, we got guys to Grambling, we got guys to Michigan Tech and to Texas Tech. But, so, yeah, yeah, but you know, let's be, let's be, you're not saying that you are, are, are actually, you're not guaranteeing anybody that they can go to college if they play in your league. That's oh, no, not, not at all. That. No, not right. at all. Like, so you still got to come to our league. You still have to produce. And like I say, in our league, it's basically for those guys who, you know, just can't get enough. You know, you're not done. You're not ready to stop playing football just yet. You know, and that's where, you know, like I say, it's just for those guys that, for those seniors that just, I'm done playing football. You know, I want to continue playing. Right. And that's pretty much what our league is for. And it's for those guys who just keep want to keep the dream alive. Absolutely. Well, I've had former players that have played in your league, and they just thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's there's young men that graduate from high school that choose a career that they don't need to go to college, but they right. still have a passion for the game. Absolutely. So there's that avenue for them, and I think that your league does a great job of that. Right. And, yeah, and like I said, we, we never try and compete with the, the, the high schools and try to take kids from high school to come to our league. That's not what our league is for. Our league is for those kids after high school. And like I said, we, on, on our team, we've had 14- and 15-year-olds who've gone to private schools that don't have a football team. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, we that's... provide an avenue for those kids to play in our league as well. And we, you know, we, we try to take care of those kids and not put them up against grown men and get them hurt either. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, what's what's that what's that uh, that website again, Byron? It's the AZFL dot com, Arizona Football League dot com. Oh, thanks, my man. Again, love you, and thank you very much for calling in, man. It's uh, it's an honor. That that I really really appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem. You guys have a good one, Coach McBurney. All right, nice talking Byron. to you. Big D, good things, man. Good things. I appreciate it, baby. All right. All right. Take Later. care. Yeah that 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 was my that was my idol when I was a kid. I I wanted to be him. I wanted to be my brother Byron so bad, you know. Uh, I would go to his football games at Corona, and again, like I said, I would play on the side fields. But when the play was started and he was on the field, I mean, I wore number 24 because he wore number 24. I wanted to be him so bad, and um, he was real inspiration for me. And, and I still say that if I had half the heart for football that he had, because he's, I mean, I'd still probably be in the league. I'd still be playing because he, he was – he he eats. He still plays. I mean, he's like I think he's he's nine years older than me, and he's still playing. So I, I think that's amazing, and I love you, man. Thank you very much for calling, and I really really appreciate it. Uh, what what is your thoughts on that, Coach Mack? I mean, just giving him an opportunity to continue to to play and and do the dream, and and well, I think that's going on nationwide. That's just the growth of football. Football from the NFL all the way down to youth is all growing, all, all levels. Uh, uh, NFL, NC two A high school football, youth football, and then these football leagues within each state. I, I, it's just a, a passion for the game that these kids at some point have to keep, try to keep going, and you give them an avenue to keep playing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's now become the uh, America sport for sure, for sure, for sure. Now, so, so since we're talking about after high school, um, what, what, what is your thoughts on, on recruiting now? I mean, I, again, everybody, it's no secret. We, we, we're hearing all about the University of Miami that got caught up. We're, we're talking about Ohio State that all got caught up. Um, and, and I think it, it, it's, it's a situation and it's a problem. There's no, no doubt about it. Um, I, I don't think, and I'm not completely sold on the idea that you should, that, in order to alleviate that, you should pay players. I don't know how that's going to work, but I do know that there definitely needs to be some change. I do know that how it's working right now is not working. I mean, it's it's, and and I don't think they're isolated uh, situations either. I don't think that USC or uh, um, 
Ohio State or, or Miami are the only schools that are um, doing things that are maybe against the NCAA. They're the ones who got caught. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so, so what is your thoughts on on how how do we uh, how do you as a high school coach help help the colleges fix that? Because I think I think it's a, it's a it's a, a a snowball effect kind of thing. I think that if their recruiting is 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 not up to snuff and not on on up to up to par that then the the behavior of the kid when it gets to the university um, expects a certain thing and then the university sort of you know well part I, of the problem is going to be with the just the technology today you you've got the internet you've got you know different ways to contact the internet. kid through the cell phone uh, texting and all the different availability they have to communicate with agents and trainers and uh, and boosters that a university may not or ever find out about right and have no contact with right so right right they could be very innocent on on some avenue and then get caught up into an illegal uh, a violation an nc2a violation so is it's going to be really tough i i think the university's got to find any booster or any agent and any uh, trainer that's caught up with doing these types of things where they're promoting their athlete and giving them gifts or are talking to them about things and they they've they've got to ban them from their facility right. you know if and i know boosters do a great thing for universities and giving money and 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 helping programs but at some point they've got to know the rules just like the coaches and the and the compliance officer and the student athletes do right and and it's a the nature of the beast right now is it's a big business i think and it's, it's big it's, money yeah and i think it's and very winning interesting. promotes that absolutely does and but I, what also i think is interesting is that there's a lot being placed on these kids, and they are, in fact, kids. I mean, they're 18, 19 years old. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I would find it really hard to turn down a thousand dollars if I was in college. I mean, uh, that's a lot of money for a college kid, and and you especially know, especially if you came there, you, you were broke. Exactly, and you can't work, and there was no chance that your parents could send you any money because I was lucky. I was fortunate; my parents could send me some money every month. But if you know, a lot of these kids don't come from that kind of background. So, how do you how do you tell a kid, hey, listen, here's a thousand bucks, and and not only that, I mean. You don't, these kids don't know who's who. You know what I mean? You get to campus and you just know that this guy is, you know, he's 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 going to help you out. He's going to be your support system. And then you get there and he's like, hey, here's a thousand bucks. How how do you how do you turn that down? I mean, how do you decline it? And you could be a great character kid and and make a mistake because you're poor. You know, you take a thousand bucks and now you're in now you're in you're in hot water. Yeah, it's it's a big problem for the NC two A's. I, I I don't you know we're not going to solve it here, and and uh, I don't think they're going to solve it in the next year. There's going to be more violations that probably come up the more they investigate. Right. And, uh, you know I, but I think they have to go through this to get better. I, and I would agree with that. I think that that's the best thing that come out of this is that it shed light on this because yes. if Miami's doing it big, then there's got to be other schools that are doing it probably twice. It was as big. no different than when SMU got the death penalty. Right, exactly. There was the the Southwest Conference was blatantly violating the rules. Right across the board, and, and there was you know there's a lot of different shows thirty thirty, you know the the showed that and they talked about some of the things that went on in the 70s well those kind of things have evolved now to different types of problems mm -hmm. but they're the same issues no absolutely absolutely and like i said i and again, i don't i don't i don't believe that any any program is truly truly 
clean. I think that if the NCAA wanted to, they could investigate any university and find some kind of violation that's happening. Uh, you know, even though I went, I went to Northwestern, I think we ran a very clean program. I was never offered any money. Um, I wish I had. Um, just if I, I was poor, even though my parents sent me money, but, uh, uh, I think all universities are trying to run a clean program for absolutely. the most part. I would agree with that. You know, I would agree with I, that. I don't think there's anybody who's, but you have people within those programs and, and whether they're boosters or agents that are trying to get in through the back door, through the communications, they can. Right. Exactly. And different ways to communicate with students where the university will never know. Right. Well, uh, Coach Mac, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Uh, it was truly an honor to play for you. It's still an honor to be your friend. Um, you've, you've really, I mean, you put me on the map, and, and I owe you more than I could ever pay you back. So I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to be on the show. Thank well, you very, very much. Thank you. You put Tempe High on the map. And you, <laughs> you, you were my pleasure. I, if it wasn't for you, I'll never see another Darnell Autry in my career. Once you left, I, I I realized that, but it was just a great opportunity to coach you and to be your friend today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, Coach. Well, that, that's uh, that was that was uh, Coach McBurney, and uh, hopefully um, you all learned something today. Uh, hopefully you guys all had fun. I had a ball. This has been a dream of mine for a long, long, long time. Uh, you know, I, I get an opportunity to. Um, you know, share and uh, my stories, and hopefully have some interesting guests that also have some some unbelievable stories. Um, next week uh, on the show, we're going to have um, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Andre Hastings, who uh, played in the league, I believe, for seven years. Uh, he was uh, University of Georgia, uh, Georgia's finest. Um, he had a great career in, in the uh, NFL. Uh, he'll be joining me next week. Uh, I'm excited to, to hear his story and find out what he's up to. Um, I want to take a quick opportunity to thank everyone that has supported me throughout my whole career. Um, you know, as as a lot of people know, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. Uh, I've learned a lot, grew up fast, um, had some unbelievable experiences. But in in all of that, I've had some amazing friends. I've had some amazing teammates. Uh, I've had some, uh, um, and my family has always been there for me. And uh, I, I wanted to take this opportunity on my very first show to to thank you all uh, from the bottom of my heart. Um, it, it, it's it's much appreciated, and I can't uh, uh, words can't even express the love and gratitude that I've had um, for uh, all of you. And uh, thank you very, very, very much um, for the, being a part of the show. And uh, join me next week when we have Andre Hastings. Uh, hopefully it's as, as exciting and as fun as, as it's been this week. Uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, to a long year of, of, of great shows here uh, with uh, Voice America at OTS. So thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.